Greetings from Austin, Texas, and welcome to Leadership Subject Matters, podcasts with leadership subjects that matter. Hi, I'm Terry Kaler, your leadership coach and host of the show. This is episode number 16, and today's topic is six actions you can take to help you scale as a leader. As you move up the ladder, scaling is paramount. There are only so many hours in the day and only so many sacrifices you can make to achieve positive business outcomes. In this podcast, I will discuss the six actions you can take and six questions you can ask yourself to effectively scale in your role. I will also discuss the advantages of doing so and answer some questions from our audience on this topic. This article was written for the Forbes Coaches Council and it was posted to their website on January 24th, 2023. You can find it by going to their website and Googling this topic or go to the Forbes.com website and search for the Forbes Coaches Council. As a reminder, you can find the written version of this podcast on my website at tkaler.com. There, you will also find some additional material on other leadership and personal development topics. You can subscribe to this show on all the popular podcasting directories. To get a complete list, go to my website and choose subscribe to podcasts from the menu bar. Let's get started. The sitcom I Love Lucy with Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz aired on CBS in the 1950s. I used to love to watch the reruns of those shows. Very funny. In the stereotypical episode titled Job Switching, Lucy and her friend Ethel argued with her husbands about what was harder, going to work every day or doing the housework. To prove their points, they traded roles. The ladies went to work at a chocolate factory while the men stayed home to do the housework. In one of the scenes, Lucy and Ethel were tasked to place chocolates coming down the conveyor belt into wrappers. They were warned by their manager that if any chocolates went unwrapped, they would be fired. Soon, they found themselves overwhelmed by the task and began eating the chocolates to keep up. They both became very ill as a result. When coaching leaders on how to scale, I often use this episode as an analogy. The inability of leaders to keep up often results in long hours, feeling overwhelmed, and being unable to scale. In many cases, failure ensues. If you find yourself in this situation, all is not lost. Here are six actions you can take to help you scale in your role. I encourage you to score your effectiveness in each area to understand where to focus your developmental efforts. Number one, define your organizational charter. Defining and adhering to your organizational charter sets the stage for the rest of the scaling components. Think of this as your conveyor belt. If you're accepting work that does not belong in your area, then you and your team may not be able to keep up. To scale, evaluate new opportunities by consulting your team and develop the ability to say no to requests that fall outside of your charter. 
The question for you here is, to what degree are you able to push back on requests that do not belong in your area, draw boundaries, and develop the ability to say no? Number two, create an effective organizational structure. One organizational design rule is to create an organizational structure to effectively execute against the organization's charter. Some leaders build an organization around people, and although this might work short-term, it is unlikely to be effective long-term. To scale, create an optimized structure and hire or develop the best, most experienced talent for the roles defined by your charter. Create formal development plans for each team member and make calls early on low-performing individuals. The question for this area is to what degree you invest in developing your talent and whether you have the courage and ability to move out low performers within a reasonable amount of time. Number three, assign clear roles and responsibilities. Once the right organizational structure is in place, it's important to assign clear roles and responsibilities to the team and to implement effective accountability systems. To scale, build the right feedback mechanisms to provide your team with constructive feedback necessary to adjust. In addition, make sure your own role is clearly defined and adopt proven delegation techniques. The question here for you is to what degree are you providing direct, honest and constructive feedback to your team on a frequent basis and have you developed effective delegation techniques that minimize prescriptiveness and micromanagement? Number four, communicate priorities. It's important for leaders to be clear on the organization's mission and to maintain alignment on the goals by communicating the priorities to the team. To scale, identify ineffective activities by scoring each of the organization's tasks for effort and impact or business benefit. Effort can be defined as time or financial costs. Benefits should include the impact it has on your company and your customers. Follow this method to determine which activities to focus on based on their return. Forego activities that deliver minimal impact. The question for you as a leader is to what degree have you developed the ability to create a list of priorities using a logical approach, communicating them broadly to your team, and verifying that this indeed is what the team is doing up and down the organization. Number five, set reasonable work quality expectations. Setting reasonable expectations is another key action to scale as a leader. This is where overachievement can sometimes get in the way of team effectiveness. The aphorism, don't let perfect be the enemy of good, applies in this case. To scale, set reasonable expectations for deliveries. Otherwise, you may ask your team for low-impact work, and that time could be used for higher-value activities. Ask yourself if you're, if you're over-engineering the task, and if you are, identify what the expectation is, and then meet that goal. 
The question for you here is whether or not you're overtasking yourself and your team by trying to get everything just right. Doing so takes away from other activities and reduces your effectiveness as an organization. This is something I struggle with. I often ask myself if I'm over-engineering something when I engage in a project at home or at work. Too often, my answer is yes. I then pull back and identify what the right level of effort is for that particular task. I've saved myself countless hours by asking myself that one question. Number six, create an effective business management system. The final key component of leadership scaling and effectively leading an organization is an effective business management system, otherwise known as a BMS or OMS. This system is an operating model composed of processes and tools that helps the organization achieve its objectives through planned periodic activities. Be aware that these systems can be easily over-engineered. To scale, develop a BMS that is right for you and your organization. Consider how you will plan, execute, and review financial, operational, performance, talent, and strategic components, and who should be included in those meetings. The question for you is, to what degree have you created an effective BMS, and are you comfortable not having to be in every meeting and making every decision? One trick is to go back for the last 90 days and analyze where you have spent your time. Break it down into three types of activities, operational, talent, and strategic. Scaling as a leader is paramount to effective leadership. Following a tried and true scaling model can increase your likelihood of success. Evaluate your leadership effectiveness in each of these six areas and focus your development efforts on the low-scoring areas. I hope this podcast has been useful and that you will use some of these methods and actions to scale as a leader and create a more effective organization. Drop me a note and let me know if this was helpful to you or if you need any assistance with this process. Now it's time for some questions. As a reminder, you can submit questions through my website. Simply go to tkaler.com and choose Ask Terry from the menu bar. Question number one. I really struggle to say no when someone asks me for help or when my manager assigns work to me. How can I be more effective at saying no? This is a tough one, but I recently ran across an article on this topic written by Basundra Sani, senior editor at HBR. In the article, she mentions some things you can do to say no. Number one, use reasoning to explain that with your current workload, you may not be able to meet expectations for this task or project, and if they feel you're the best person for the job, you would love to sit down and review your priorities. Number two, be diplomatic when saying no and be graceful with your response. Be clear, assertive, and thoughtful. When you feel like this is outside of your area of expertise, reframe the task as an opportunity for development. Be clear that you'll need extra time and assistance. 
And lastly, explain why saying no is in everyone's best interest and how this might impact the projects or activities. I recommend you read this article and you can search for it in the HBR website. Question number two. I'm a perfectionist and I always struggle with how much effort to put into a task. Can you recommend a book to read on this topic? Actually, there's a couple of books you should read. Number one is Overcoming Perfectionism by Clive Reed. And number two, When Perfect Isn't Good Enough by Anthony Swenson. Remember that you can ask questions by visiting my website at tkaylor.com. Just look for the Ask Terry option off the main menu. I'll be happy to answer any question you ask in an upcoming episode. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can find others like it, and you can subscribe to these podcasts by visiting my website. Choose Subscribe to Podcasts from the menu bar. You will see a few options, including iTunes, Spotify, Google, and Android. I would also be honored if you could write a review for this episode or the series on your favorite podcast subscriber's site. It would help me out a lot, and it will provide me the needed feedback from which to make adjustments. Once again, thank you for listening, and have a great day. You've been listening to Leadership Subject Matters, podcasts with leadership subjects that matter.